Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode contains a discussion about suicidality and therefore listener discretion is advised. If that's going to be a struggle for you, please jump onto one of our other interviews. Take care. Okay, welcome. Um, aware today, we're pretty pretty pumped to have Michael Seaver uh, joining us today, and really, we're so excited to hear about your journey of where you've come from, where you are now, and you know why you've why you've come into this being you know a coach and a mentor for so many people and you know really what was your aha moment so welcome Michael thanks for joining us yes thank you so much to you Nikki and Sarah I'm really really grateful to be here so thank you okay so of course we're going to dive straight in Michael Um, authenticity um, and growth and spirituality are key words with you yes um, as I said just off air, I'm really fascinated about how we get to this point of wanting to share and help others and and I suppose share wisdom. What was it that led up to you having your moment of going, oh, authenticity, wow, that's something that is a game changer for me. Yeah, you know, In other words, you did darkest secrets, Michael, if you'd like to share yeah. them with I the have globe. many, yeah. I have many. <laughs> okay, cool. 
So uh, turn, one. <laughs> turn back the clock uh, many, many years ago. I'm 41 years of age. And so turn back the clock to my early years. I was raised in a very small town in Michigan. And I worked inside of our family's landscaping and law maintenance and snow plowing business. And although there are blessings of being close-knit family and, and having a successful business, <laughs> there are also challenges inside of that. Yeah. Um, I was raised on a farm. There were p- periods where I was very uh, separated from my friends. I felt kind of emotionally abandoned. And in some ways, mm-hmm. I felt kind of like a robot inside the family business. I had to do what my grandfather or my father told me. And so that yeah. was kind of the, the, the meat of my childhood from age 12 until 24. But then right around age 24, I moved to the state of Arizona. And so very, very big transition to move across the entire United States. And for the first four or five years of that, I was working in the hospitality industry. And that was nice because I got to learn a little bit about myself. But the real change occurred for me in 2008 when my wife left me and we divorced. And two days later, I started an MBA at the Thunderbird School of Global Management. And so I was given a career coach at Thunderbird and she helped me with a a smattering of assessments and she asked me a bunch of questions and she was able to identify some really, really important uh, patterns across my life's narrative, if you will. And she said, have you ever really considered coaching as an opportunity for you, like human resources, leadership development, like really uplifting other Mm -hmm. people? And I had never considered it, but because she showed me through the assessments and my answers to her questions, she showed me that it was possible, it stuck in my brain. And Mm, I spent the next few months doing an internship and not believing that I was ever going to be a coach. But then Mm -hmm. she called and she said, okay, when you come back for your second year, we would like for you to consider to be a coach to first year students. And that's wow. when that's when the aha happened because I'll never forget yeah. it. Uh, serving as a coach, as a second year student to first year students from 53 different countries around the world, I realized that I got into flow. Like I just completely lost track of time. And I said, yeah. she could see something in me that I could not see. And I, I recognized mm-hmm. that. And so I then went to work for that same healthcare company right after I finished the MBA. But I realized I wasn't coaching. I wasn't in flow. I wasn't doing the things I genuinely like to do. So in October of 2011, so just a little over 10 years ago, I started my coaching practice. And so for Mm -hmm. the last 10 years, I've been working as a coach. Anything from writing resumes to understanding the DISC assessment and communications training to personal branding Mm -hmm. to executive coaching to organizational change. It's morphed into a lot of different things. But the the reason I say all of that to both of you ladies is that I was abandoned and alone and I felt like a robot inside my family's business Mm -hmm. in those younger years. The career coach taught me a process to understand what authenticity was to me. It is not a secret that I now help other people for the last 10 years become the most authentic versions of themselves. And that's enormously meaningful for me. Yeah. And look, and I really resonate with, with what you're saying, because I think, you know, we getting in that space where it's so natural for you, yet you never thought it would be. Um, is is so cool. I mean, I remember when I went to uni, it's like, okay, doing a general business degree. Uh, I'll do that HR thing because I didn't want to be an economist. I didn't want to be all the other things. So you kind of went, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll give that a go. And, but that moment where it feels so natural is such an incredible feeling um, that you get that true chance to love what you do and you happen to get paid for it. Yeah, I like your story, Michael, because 
Uh, so unlike mine, where I became a psychologist, because everyone, like complete strangers, just constantly told me their life stories and problems, <laughs> and I apparently have a face that people like to talk to. I thought I may as well get paid for it. Yay! <laughs> um, I always knew that that, like, that just was um, a very organic and natural flow into into that side of it and, and actually the move out of it into coaching has been more of a struggle for me than anything like mm. dropping the therapist and becoming a coach whereas you're all, you're a bit different you were something else and discovered coaching like it wasn't mm. even on your radar that you could be a person who could connect and inspire others so I really like that I'm wondering what she said to you that the moment of, of your own true authenticity where you looked at yourself differently and thought I'm not, um, you know, a dude that just works in my family business and I'm not a guy who just is going to work in a business model. Yeah. What did you see, or she pointed out, about how you connect? Yeah, what she was able to help me understand was uh, different things with regards to communication preferences, the things that motivated me, the things that were my strengths. Uh, she gave me another assessment called the career leader. Um, and I had actually been leading teams of people since age 15, right, inside the family business. Yeah. And so she was able to extrapolate and pull patterns from these objective mm-hmm. third-party assessments and from the things that I said I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I remember her saying, I remember the office, I just remember her saying, you really need to consider coaching. And I think the thing that solidified it for me was is when I would go and talk to the other students that I had met in the first two semesters of school, and they came back to me and said, you listen really, really well, and you're naturally good at asking questions. And yeah. I think the combination of those things occurring roughly at the same time was like, okay, universe, I need to pay attention to your message. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it, it's, it's really important because, you know, having, having a career coach, having someone that believes in and doing that analysis helps you connect the dots and take those patterns and say that really kind of reset and translate it. And, you know, I think... You know, I know I had a moment the other day talking to someone from a coaching perspective around their job and they said to me, wow, you've now put it in the context that I think I'll be better at my job but I'll actually be a better human. Hmm. And it's about taking those patterns, isn't it, and really, you know, extrapolating how everything we do is so interconnected and we have, and we don't even know what's happening. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Nikki, and I think... One of the things that's easy for any human to be able to see about themselves is if they have five, six, seven pieces of data about themselves and they themselves intentionally, proactively recognize the patterns across those data sets, they now start to realize that there's a consistency there that they need to pay attention to, even if nothing in their life before that led them down that path. So we like data, right? We like to be reinforced. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a bunch of data and then I received reinforcement from the people around me at the school. And those two things together kind of appealed to both the right and left side of my brains, right? To then kind of get focused in on and say, okay, there's something going on here that I need to at least explore. And like I said a few minutes ago, I had just gone through divorce and I was in Mm -hmm. this process. I had just traveled to China. I had come back from China. I was learning Mandarin Chinese. And so I was really exploring things that I would never have otherwise explored. And because I felt that just that little tinge of creativity, I said, 
I'm going to go down this path just a little bit further. And that's what I want everybody else to understand is that sometimes you see patterns in data. Sometimes you get the reinforcement from the people around you. And when you have that, that's when it's okay to try, take a risk, take some action and see where it goes. What was it about the divorce that seems to have um, freed you? to just go, I've got to just go out there and find out who I am and what I'm doing. I'm going to pick up Mandarin. I'm going to do a business course. So I'm going to listen to the feedback the world's giving me. Why was it the end of your marriage that allowed you to become enlightened, I suppose, in some way? Do you have the skills and success, but perhaps not as much as you deserve? Often that's because we are so focused on helping others achieve their goals. We don't focus on reaching our own potential. Aware solves this challenge. It's a tailored program that focuses on enhancing your own personal leadership style. What is working, what needs to be turbocharged, and what needs to be eliminated. Only by becoming truly aware of the real impact you can have can you unleash your full leadership potential. Aware is an investment in yourself so you can grow your success even further than you dreamed in three simple steps. Become aware of your leadership impact and style Evaluate and become aware of your outcomes and pulse check and tailor the AWARE program to optimize your leadership. We have eight growth mindsets to become a leader of the future and you can select as many of these as you like or you can book a personalized coaching session and we will select the first five growth mindsets that will enhance your emerging or legacy leadership right now. Come and find your leadership style at aware.online. Yeah, that, that's a great way to say it, Sarah. I I feel very, very blessed to have known her, right? We're still connected on various mm-hmm. social media channels and we talk every now and again. She saw something in me uh, that I didn't see in myself and she uh, was far more advanced emotionally intelligence wise than I was at that particular point mm-hmm. in time. And she could see where I was falling down and not being a good partner. And then I later was able to see that. But when I was able to, come out of that relationship and have time to like actually really think, I was able to understand that the way that I interact with the world, I'm very reflected, I'm very introverted. And I really do enjoy learning about myself. And I was also taught by interacting with these students from 53 different countries that I did not have to follow in my parents' footsteps, although I thought that I did. And also interacting with folks from these other countries, it gave me a deep-seated understanding about my love for things that are not mainstream. And so I didn't know those things pre-divorce, but after divorce and having the time to study, hang out with people from Mm -hmm. other countries and get to that. So I was able to learn at a very, very deep level, completely new um, awarenesses around self-discovery of myself that I could have never understood when I was with her, not because of anything she did, but just Mm, because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the people around me at that point that were encouraging Mm -hmm. my self-discovery. Yeah, and I think the, the 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 very use of the word challenge is that it's so easy sometimes and I think I know when, you know, we think about where we've made the most, you know, um, cataclysmic difference to people is when we can take them outside the expectations so that they can take on board challenge and actually thrive with it. And, you know, if, if you taking that concept of challenge think about when were the time you know is there a moment with a person you know you don't have to tell us who they are you can keep that one to yourself um but that moment where you created that challenge that you you saw that you know 
just complete awakening of, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, you know, quite a few times. And so I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I had that happen for me. But I've been coaching for 10 years and like and b- both of you yeah. ladies, right? You've had enough interactions mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing that comes to mind as we're talking right now is I, I coached a woman a few years ago uh, who was born and raised in India. Uh, in the book, her stage name is Avni because uh, I wrote a mm-hmm. book uh, last year. And one of the things that was really interesting about this entire process of me coaching her was that she, when she was very, very young, she was physically abused by a relative. And mm-hmm. and so she had never told any of her other relatives. She never even told her husband that it occurred. And so mm-hmm. I was the first person in her entire life mm-hmm. that she felt safe wow. enough to be able to address and talk about that occurrence mm-hmm. from her childhood. But as soon as we started to have these conversations and dialogues about her releasing the emotion associated with that yeah. event, and being able to just strip away all of the inherited narratives or the old generational curses, if you will, and walk yeah. into this new version of herself, she is a completely different woman today because she can walk into her own truth, right? So she yeah. has her own business. She now is actively involved in the community in which she lives, giving back and uplifting the very type of women that she was when she was younger. And so mm-hmm. watching that light bulb go off inside of her and then watching her over the last couple of years since we've had our coaching arrangement, Watching her just absolutely love life and have a tremendous relationship with her mm. family now that she can express herself openly, I think that's what it's all about. Michael, you said something really beautiful there, and I'm just thinking in my head, the coaching industry, and I, I struggle with the image of, of the coaching industry, I have to say, anyone who knows me, I, I have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with the industry, even though I'm in it. Um, what you're saying there is why people see coaches and why people become coaches because that conversation and that passing of wisdom and knowledge back and forth has a bigger effect. She's going to now take that and change other people's lives. So yeah. it's, it's uh, coaches like yourself that are that are really, I think that's that spiritual edge you, you talk about, you touch on. There's a bigger reason, there's a bigger um, idea behind why you're doing it rather than, yeah. Um, yeah, the superficiality that coaching can sometimes have. Yeah. We talk a lot about authenticity, yeah. and one of the things we, we really love is, is research about acting authentic, like where we get caught in behaving in, in what we think is an authentic way, um, but really we're, we're doing it for a self-motivation or, or self, um, I suppose. Fulfillment. Fulfillment. Really. It, it is a really nice thing, but it, it doesn't have that real truth about it. What are your thoughts about the acting authentic mistake versus truly sitting in your authenticity? Yeah, I think there uh, there is definitely a personality ethic by, you know, the we, we think we have to project a certain persona out into the universe. Yeah. And, and I, I really do think that that exists. It's a lot harder to really live authentically. And, and for me, authenticity is being able to control 100% of where I distribute time. Right. That's how I perceive authenticity to be. And so the thing that I keep coming back to is that Dr. Bruce Lipton has been doing a ton of research and understanding that from birth until age six, we are acculturated by our parents or our community or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, organization to uh, to believe something particular, have a particular set of habits or behaviors. But after age seven, we move into a much more conscious state. And then we unknowingly repeat the things that our parents taught us when we were basically unconscious. And yeah. what I try to do to help people understand authenticity is try to turn their brain back to who they were at birth. 
because I believe that they came here, the most authentic version of themselves is who they came to earth to be, what their earth school curriculum, what is it that they came to earth to learn? So there's this kind of duality that exists is that they were this perfect creature at birth. They were acculturated to fit into society. And so they in their mind think that the acculturation is authenticity, but it's not, right? The real Mm -hmm. authenticity is who they were when they were born. And my process Mm -hmm. or what I attempt to help them understand is that earth school curriculum way back at that very, very base version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, through whatever uh, series of months of coaching that I'm with the person, it's about going back to and remembering the acculturation and trying to shed it, right? Trying to get rid of it to be able to slowly, not overnight, this takes a lot of time, to slowly, really intentionally, truly walk into your authentic soul's purpose, your authentic soul's mission. And that's really hard. So it doesn't happen overnight, it It takes quite some time. But if you can do that, if you can make that investment in yourself, the amount of engagement and productivity and happiness and being in flow, Mm -hmm. it just skyrockets. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, In a therapeutic term, it's really very like schema therapy where you're, you're really trying to pull away from what you've learned and find out who you are and um, it, it is a beautiful way of of having that I think light bulb moment of I actually have ingrained someone else's value set and someone else's purpose in life without even knowing it and it is uplifting when people kind of hand that back and go actually that's your thing you know you do you but I'm going out now to discover what I'm, yeah. I am And it's quite scary, you know, and I like that you said it takes months because it is quite scary to discover who you really are and have um, like a blank slate. Like I have to build everything, my values, how I react, how I don't react, what I want from really from that lovely thing, that earth curriculum idea that, you know, baseline of just being an organic being on this planet. Mm, Fascinating. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. I I really believe that we are on earth just to love ourselves and love other people. I mean, I really mean that yeah. deeply. I love that, yeah. And I just, I really want people to hear that and understand that, and that's mm. what we're here to do. And so, mm. you know, whether you're looking at the, the Christian ideologies of sin or the same thing with Islam and Jihad, or you look at the Buddhist Four Noble Truths, Earth mm. is, is kind of a tough place. It's a tough school. There's a lot of suffering yeah. and challenge. And, and inside of that, the best thing that you can possibly do, or at least the way that I see distributing your time in this kind of authentic way is to be able to say to yourself, okay, if I'm going to take responsibility over 100% of my life, regardless of what's happening, the way that I'm going to do that is pick up the absolute heaviest burden that I can carry to reduce someone else's suffering. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. I can do that, right, that is so authentic, Mm -hmm. that is so meaningful, that is so great for society. And it's a hard thing to do, as you just said a second ago, Sarah, it's really hard. But it's so enormously meaningful when you look at the world through that lens of having this obligation to heal yourself, but also foster the healing of those around you. Hi, and welcome to Aware. I'm Nikki Mackey. And And I'm Sarah Godfrey. My partner in crime. (laughs) And that's true. And we are Aware, where we chat to inspirational guests who have all had breakthrough moments in life. So join us as they share their stories that inspire, leave us a little awestruck about how brilliant and brave people really are in life. From the Boston terror attack, 
impacts, 9-11 research, those that have find that inner spiritual connection, we all learn and dig deep to discover what really matters. Be with us as we share our insight, our own hurdles with the guests, bringing a lot of laughter, a few tears every now and then, and deep self-awareness. The long, hard grind to becoming aware is for struggles and successes. But most importantly, when shared, can inspire and motivate others. That's right. This is a fresh, raw and real look and how the path to self-awareness, well, it's never straightforward. Join Aware and learn more about yourself and others. We are on Acast, Spotify, iTunes and all great podcast sites. Yeah. And look, and I think that's that's so important because, you know, we're we're so conditioned by our environment and the expectations and, you know, it's like I'm so glad that I didn't grow up in the era of social media um, because, you know, at least there was moments of forgiveness, whereas now there's that... Yes, space. Yeah, that space to breathe and, and, you know, deal with judgment associated with things how do you and you know we all know that there's some situations in in coaching and leadership and guidance that it kind of it gets through some of our layers as well we take that a bit more responsibility than than you know no, the connection's stronger, isn't That's it? That's correct. Something about them triggers something in you or you just kind of really care for that person. You don't That's know why. Or, but suddenly you're really invested in them more than maybe normally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think so. How, how do you balance that challenge? Because I know, you know, we're, it's things that we both struggle with at different points is, you know, how much you are so embedded and it under their actually skin. Been a struggle that for me, how do you uh, keep Nikki, your balance? That, um, in May of 2019, I really significantly yeah. contemplated suicide. And so from, you know, from divorce in 2008 to 2019 with the contemplation no. of suicide, as I was building the business from 2011 all the way yeah. through the early part of 2019, I wasn't managing my energy well. I was absorbing the emotions of everybody around me. And there's tons of research out there, especially from like Seagal yeah. Varsade at the University of Pennsylvania that uh, the same way that uh, a cold or the flu or a virus or something gets passed yeah. from person to person, emotions are actually picked up unconsciously by anybody around you. Mm-hmm. And so I was unconsciously picking up other people's emotions Absolutely. and absorbing them as though they were my own. And that ultimately led to this very depressed mm-hmm. state in mm-hmm. May of 2019, where I yeah. was like, I-, I need to find a new way of being. I need to find a new way of operating. Mm-hmm. And so for the first seven or eight years, Nikki, I did not do a very good job of finding that balance at all. And so as I was going through a bit of a spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. in May of 2019, Mm -hmm. I spent the entire summer of 2019 getting back to a deep level of self-awareness. And the way that I did that was through a ton of reflection on the things that Mm -hmm. I did that, uh, that I was basically complicit in creating the conditions I didn't want, right? What did I do? Right, so that was the first thing. So it was a lot of lot of reflection on that piece, yeah. and then there was a whole bunch of journaling. Yeah. So I kept what I call a pain journal, and so every time that I had a painful experience or triggered by something, I would journal it out, and then after mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, look for some sort of pattern, and then I could do some releasing around that. But I also spent a large amount of time yeah. in nature to yeah. just do you know kind of natural releasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that was so helpful. And the, the yeah. thing that I've done, no, I, I'm really thing. proud of myself yeah. for this, yeah. especially over the last couple of years since May of 2019, mm-hmm. is I've been very intentional and proactive 
and reaching mm -hmm. out to other people to be able to tell my story um, in a very private setting, right? So me effectively hiring mm -hmm. coaches or me hiring yeah. uh, healers or, or therapists, because I realized that the more people that mm -hmm. I helped, the yes. more that I was feeling heavy or, or sadness or depression or some sort of burden. So I had to come up with a way to not only shed my past, yes. but also to be able to navigate the emotions, especially in a very tumultuous world today. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very proactive effort. So go to the gym, spend time in nature, yeah, lots absolutely. of reflection, lots of conversation to just get it out. Yeah, yeah. And I look, I wholeheartedly agree in that, you know, um, there's so many of those dark moments that sneak up on us in in this type of industry because you know the amount of times I don't know about you that people say to us I don't know how you do what you do every day I don't know how you take on the burdens of of other people's world on top of your own and I think it's such an important point is that everyone you can have the best coach in the world but coaches need release points just as much as the people that they support. Hence our our banter. We're like the, okay, back in reality, Nick. Back in reality, Sarah. But also on our, like, you know, Rocky in the Corner days. Of, yeah. Uh, there's actually a technical term we therapists use, and it's called vicarious depression. Yeah. And it, it is exactly what you've said. Michael, it is the effect of t listening to melancholy, sadness, struggling, trauma, whatever your your clients are bringing to you, and we are absorbing it. And even though we may not be depressed, it actually makes our mood slump lower and lower and lower. And if we're not careful and don't do yeah. what you say you've done, check in, write about it, get help, talk to people, yeah. walk in nature, have a holiday, say no when your, your, your workload's getting extreme. Yeah. It, it actually does trigger a very dark depression. It's, it's actually yes. not like uh, reactive depression. It's a, it's a very soulful, very deep. Dark, deep depression. Yeah. I love that you've stumbled on that and recognized it and then thought, yeah, if I'm going to continue this, yeah, self-care is going to have to come right up the top. Yeah. That my that. value came from me working really hard. And so I was, I was taught through those kind of abandonment years is that my value, the, yeah. the love and the care and appreciation for who I was as a human came after I made the family money. And so then I, I got into mm -hmm. a, a kind of a habit or routine or a ritual at the very yeah. beginning yeah. of my business where I just repeated that mental model to my detriment. And I had to get to, especially in the summer of my, mm -hmm. uh, 2019, I had to yeah. get to a very right. deep level of, of clarity or of, of self-worth mm -hmm. or of uh, self-awareness and believing that I was worthy yeah. without having to take any action. And I really want people to hear that, right? You are worthy without having to do a damn thing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to yeah. do anything. And you are mm -hmm. worthy the way you are. I had to learn that the hard way. Uh, and it was a pretty gnarly experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And, you know, look, I really appreciate you sharing because it is one of, you know, kind of the, the side effects to be to notice and, and to be aware of. And, you know, certainly it's, it's so much of the advice base we give, we give others, not always good at taking our own advice. So having strategies to, to pull yourself out of that and notice and, you know, I think the, the reflection back to the value of that spirituality, whatever that looks like for people, 
but that it's it's really like giving you permission to go okay i need to stop i need to breathe yeah and i, I think need the last to couple have years a strat- have really allowed for that strategy to occur, for thankfully not everybody on earth but um many people around the world have um, yeah. I think that they've learned yeah. to express the more feminine aspects of who they are. Like, I really think each of us uh, around the world have had an opportunity to be thrust into yeah. change, right? May, April, 2020, um, to be able to work from home in many situations or cases mm-hmm. or homeschool our children from home. Mm-hmm. We lo- we learned very rapidly that we are capable of change mm-hmm. and that we needed to stand in our personal truth, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I love that you know, regardless of gender, all over the world, people are Mm. developing Mm. uh, a more feminine aspect. They're communicating more. They're more emotional. Mm -hmm. They're expressing themselves because I think we're on the precipice of some really big changes in society where we're going to have to Mm. uh, express a lot of love for ourselves, for our communities, and do a lot of uplifting. But we needed to go through some kind of tumultuous stuff to know the self pretty deeply to Mm. now to be able to express love very openly. So I'm cautiously optimistic or excited about that. So <laughs> I just want it to happen right now. <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but again, we're seeing that pattern with you. It, it was the self-awakening of the end of a relationship. Um, with the world, it's the silence of the pandemic, isn't it? It's, it's what this cataclysmic thing that we all experience always helps us grow as long as we listen to it. And I agree with you. I think the world has shifted its its access completely mm. and it's been long enough now for it to become a behaviour rather than an incident. Yes. And I'm very excited. I, I know here in Australia, um, in Melbourne, the things we've seen that people have just done that we've never seen before, you know, putting mm. toys out for kids and in the windows, making little spoon villages in the parks where you can all add such creativity but an, an outpouring of love to say we know we're alone but we're here as well yeah and I, I think that's a beautiful message that i hope we don't lose i hope we don't yeah. go back to it's all about me show <laughs> yeah yeah do you have the skills and success but perhaps not as much as you deserve often that's because we are so focused on helping others achieve their goals we don't focus on reaching our own potential. Aware solves this challenge. It's a tailored program that focuses on enhancing your own personal leadership style. What is working, what needs to be turbocharged and what needs to be eliminated. Only by becoming truly aware of the real impact you can have can you unleash your full leadership potential. Aware is an investment in yourself so you can grow your success even further than you dreamed in three simple steps. Become aware of your leadership impact and style. Evaluate and become aware of your outcomes and pulse check and tailor the AWARE program to optimize your leadership. We have eight growth mindsets to become a leader of the future and you can select as many of these as you like or you can book a personalized coaching session and we will select the first five growth mindsets that will enhance your emerging or legacy leadership right now. Come and find your leadership style at aware.online. Yeah, I don't think we will. I I think there'll be a a penultimate event or some sort of crescendo event that really does remind us. And you had a guest on on your show before that talked an awful lot about the events of 9-11. And so I have a... 
I, I have a feeling that what Aaron was talking mm -hmm. about, uh, we're going to experience another September 12th mm -hmm. relatively soon. Mm, yeah. um, or I think we're moving to uh, like a September 12th happening a lot more or people just naturally becoming that or doing that. In, in, in astrology, it's, it's mm -hmm. referred to uh, as the, the mm. transition from the age of Pisces mm. into the age of Aquarius. Mm. And so we have fully moved into the age of Aquarius, which mm. is this time in human history where we all mm. can trust our own intuition mm. and just know that we have yes. all of the answers inside ourselves. And I, mm. I really think that's what uh, good coaches do is they help to just mm, trust yeah. that the person has the answer inside themselves. It's mm. just our job to ask the right questions to pull it out. So to to your point, Sarah, mm. the, the NASA in America refers to it as the procession of mm. the equinoxes, mm. but the the North Pole and South Pole, Ooh, they shift every 2,000 years. <laughs> and that's happening right now. And so the energy... <laughs> So those, those shifts in energy on Earth are definitely causing the emotion and the things that we're seeing on Earth around change. So we're coming into a very good period. It's yeah. just and the, I really, the kind of tumult you know, and self-discovery that leads to that Sarah to occur. As Sarah mentioned before, you know, there, there can be a degree of skepticism about the value of coaching and the value of, well, you're just going to give me another skill, you know, a sort of skill as opposed to an insight that can be explored and, and, you know, taken on board with such a greater depth and, and that authenticity. Um, you know, I, I really like the way how you've articulated today emphasises why it's such a growing industry because more and more people are seeing the, the value of that outside lens, that outside connector to bring it together. And, you know, I think that's going to be a significant contributor to that sort of evolution of society and I I know we're certainly exceptionally excited about mm. that and hence why we created AWARE is we really wanted to share that message and and help you know coaches as well give them some more toolkits um, to help discover that. Um, One thing I'm loving about listening to you Michael and I am going to get your book is um, the, the, the when listening to you talk underneath of this beautiful theme theme of space and time, mm. like allowing space and time to help your level of awareness and your growth, and I, I love the calmness of that projection that you seem to be giving because mm. we live in a world where we want to uh, uh, get knowledge fast and consume it and yeah. then know it. And the idea is really what we're trying to say is slow it down and learn. Yeah. And, and in those small moments is real discovery. But if you push fast, all you've done is done the rote learning. Like I, I can spill out the dialogue, but it actually hasn't touched uh, my soul. So yeah. I don't know if I'm reading you right, but I, there's this yeah. calm, spacey, timey thing about yeah. you. So what's that? <laughs> No, you, you nailed this, Aaron. Yeah. It's, I, I have obviously done the rote learning thing, high school, college, master's degree. I've done that. Uh, I worked in those systems. I understand how they work. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're also, um, I, I see them as being a little bit more suppressive yeah. um, in that they don't engage the five senses. They don't engage the human emotions. Mm -hmm. And our society mm -hmm. has been constructed mm -hmm. to be very action-oriented, very patriarchal, very male energy. 
Uh, and that was okay during the age of Pisces. Yeah. We're moving into the age of Aquarius, which would be much more uh, feminine energy, much more slow uh, pace of life, which I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so everybody listening, please just take that time for yourself. If it's X number of minutes a day or if it's multiple times per week, it's up Absolutely. to you. But we really have to be making more time for ourselves to slow down because the meaning of our life, the purpose of our life is not to make money, mm. right? The, the, what Harvard found in something called the Harvard Study of Adult Development was that a long, uh, meaningful, happy, healthy life comes from the quality of your relationships. And, and so if you really want mm, to yeah. understand how to have depth in your relationships, you have to be very self-aware and emotionally intelligent. And that comes from what Nikki mm. just said which is you have to be able to slow down, take the time for reflection, mm -hmm. see the patterns in your own behavior, and then be willing to experiment and adjust. Mm -hmm. Because that, when you slow down and you do Absolutely. that, your and relationships I really are just look, going know, to become so, so much more I thoroughly enjoy better. catching up with you yes, today. And I know we, we could we, talk we like for hours. <laughs> yeah, we like Michael. We could, we could hang out with you, Michael. <laughs> you know, we're going on a worldwide tour um, once, you know, we get this travel thingy mm. sorted. It's like the Griswolds family tour, it will be my Michael, it, it won't be pretty at no, all. No, no, there'll be so many moments when we think we're hysterical. Um, but Two idiots on tour. That's correct. In our Winnebago. Um, is that I think what, what we really love is that, and I love this, you know, moving into the world of Aquarius because mm. it is about, and, you know, what the pandemic, pandemic has taught people it was the worldwide push to say, who do I really need to be and who do I really want to be? And, you know, I really, um, it's amazing talking to you because there's such that strong We might, after we've read your book, pick Get your, your brain more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, great. we'll be... Um, yes. We, we'll be quoting be Michael, yes, won't we? I know. Like, yeah, Michael Seaver says. It's correct. You'll, you'll, you'll see you on our all our material going as per Michael. As per Michael um, and, and we'll love it. It'll be awesome. So, um, thank you. Excellent. I think you might like it. Excellent. You'll see us doing a little bit of this. I fully people. support this. <laughs> he's, he's I fully support Michael this. Bible. Yes. Um, so there the, it is. There. Oh, look. One we prepared <laughs> earlier. Um, but, you know, look, thank you so much. Thank it you, has Michael. been absolutely phenomenal. And we can't wait to have you back on again and, you know, unpack some, some more elements of, mm. of, you know, your, your way of looking yeah. at the world. Because yeah. I think as... Sarah said that sense of yeah. authentic calmness mm. really is it's a bit of a Zen God, isn't it? Really, yeah. It? So, <laughs> oh, stop it! Um, is that it, it <laughs> imparting the Zen but authentic, <laughs> yeah. not you know, as per let's follow a latest trend? This mm. is really about you mm. know, every truth. living breath is, is based on your self truth. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Nikki. Oh, thank you so much, Michael. You can tap into Michael's uh, beautiful sense of coaching and authenticity and get into the flow. I learn a lot from business and life by finding Michael at michaelseaver.com. And we thank him again for sharing his story. Looking forward to our next interview next week.
Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thank you for listening the aware podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guests insight and a little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun music for the aware podcast is by tape machine featuring lfa the song title is this is who i am if you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the aware platform please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com that's aware, A-R-C, art, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.